Welcome to Tech Talk with me, David Dondi. If you have questions, want to find out more about something, drop me a line at david at fmr.co.za and find me on at David Dondi on the social media channels. And of course, the podcast on fmr.co.za. Absolute power corrupts, but right now any damn power would do. And today we're asking what is the difference between a UPS, an inverter system, a generator and going full solar. So first off, you need to determine if you want to do the right thing or the convenient thing. Then if you've analyzed that, you need to view whether you just view costs in either short-term or long-term perspective. Let's begin with the worst solution in my mind. This is a cheap and short-term fix. It's called the UPS, essentially a battery and a sort of micro-inverter with a dubious lifespan and relatively low cost and super easy installation. You go out and buy one of these things in a retail store, you plug it into a wall and you plug your device into it. And depending on the power draw of your device and the storage capacity, it'll keep you in power for a limited period. This worked fine in the good old days of intermittent stage one and two load shedding. Come stage six and two things will happen. The inverter won't have enough time to fully charge between ESCOM incidents and the battery will go completely flat and this is very bad. One, you are out of power and worse, every time a battery goes completely flat, its lifespan is severely shortened. Within a few months, you get to go out and buy a brand new UPS or if you're lucky enough and able to replace the battery or batteries. Then of course, we have the inverter system. Now this is an upgrade from the UPS and it's essentially a solar system minus the solar bits. You buy the expensive parts of solar, the battery's an inverter and you pay for a professional installation. The downsides of this is all the power you get comes from ESCOM and from an environmental, civil and a cost basis, you're about 5% worse off than you are right now, besides having power when, when ESCOM's off. But that 5% is represented by the rough losses you get when you charge or discharge a battery and it's given off as heat. You, of course, are going to need to size the system either to your minimum requirements and level of load shedding you wish to cater for or to your full requirements. And the costs that need to be taken into account are not just the battery and expected lifespans thereof and upfront cost, but an electrical installation. For a household with an electrical bill of between, let's say, one and one and a half thousand rand a month, you're not going to get away with much less than 80 to 150,000 rand for a fully fledged system and, you know, pro rata for whatever you want to do. And you may not even with that kind of spend get through stage six load shedding. And if we are going to see a full grid failure in this country, which some say is inevitable and will last for weeks, you creak without that paddle. The upside is your installation is simpler, licensing is usually not required, and you can always hook it up to generator or solar later. Now that we're talking about a generator, it of course will cost you a fortune to buy, will cost you a fortune to run and maintain, and will make one hell of a racket and of course help kill the planet. So the real answer for most of us is, and, and this is if you're able to install in your own home and you own your roof, is full solar. About 20% to 30% more expensive than an inverter, but, and it's a big but, its cost is now mitigated by savings on your electrical bill. In my case, I have now been using 400 rands worth of electricity since last November, and I've got about half of it left. Now, it has been summer. Winter will be a different situation, but I can always add more panels. My payback is therefore about five years if I do the maths with my bill and the upfront cost, and that is if ESCOM and the city of Cape Town don't raise my electricity bill by 
let's say 18% this year and more in the following years. Of course, this is compounding. I figure three to four years and I'll have paid the system off. If I were to spend about 40,000 Rand more, I could actually go off grid completely. That's just a couple more panels and one more battery. I'd rather be a good citizen, however, and give back to everybody else. And with the intended payment for excess power that we can expect later this year, that will accelerate my payback. I have a well-sized system and I have a lot of extra power every day. You see, it just works that way. You scale a system for peak demand and my main demand is sort of 9 to 11 in the morning and you run a surplus for a lot of the day. Battery life is often hinted as a negative in this, but the lifespans of newer lithium batteries is now below the benefit that you get from them. And I assume... I will replace my batteries in around 10 years at about a third of my current setup cost. Now, beware of cheap inverters. Whether an inverter system or full solar, a lot of the cheaper inverters on the market are designed for occasional use only, and the demands of a full stage six environment is destroying these prematurely. I would advise that you go with a better quality system designed around 24-7 use. And presently, the Daya and SunSync inverters are most people's go-to solutions. There are other systems on the market, of course. The downsides of full solar is the big upfront cost. And Also, you need a bit of understanding to manage the system. And it's hard to wrap your head around that until you actually use it. And then you'll find it's actually pretty easy, but you do need to relook at how you do things. The only other downside of a full solar system is you need to own your own roof and you need to have lots of sun on it. So be part of the solution and save yourself. Do things once and do them right. And if you have the luxury to do so, produce your own power. I have at home and I at my own business and both are cost saving and cash flow positive if financed for even as little as five years. And it's a no brainer decision. It really is. And don't worry about bigger needs. You really can run some big stuff on solar. That's it for this week. If you've got questions, you want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za and of course at David Dundee on the social media channels and the podcast at fmr.co.za. Catch up next week. (laughs) 